Welcome to the Igniting Shakti podcast. I'm your guide, Natasha, and I'm here to have those real and at time raw conversations in regard to the sacred, the divine feminine, or I like to say Shakti. I want to invite you to explore and hopefully embrace this divine aspect that the feminine holds and gives us space to come to acknowledge in our everyday life. So I welcome you to Igniting Shakti. Hey y'all, welcome back. All right, let's jump into today's episode. I'm just going to go right into spiritual bliss and joy, especially for this time of year on the winter solstice. That is today. So when we think of this time of year, the winter solstice, Yule, Christmas, all of this comes down to this place where we're touching this innermost spiritual center. It's almost like we're contacting this field of bliss and joy within us, whether it's through the season, and it doesn't have to be this particular season. We can tap into this field of bliss and joy anytime. But there's something about this time of year, this season that, let's say, hopefully brings out the best in people. It allows us to reflect in to ourselves and do that self-inquiry. It allows us to get into this place of nurturing ourselves of, almost like you could say, hibernation, where we go in and rest and nurture and reflect for ourselves. So it's through this, through this awareness that we can actually tap in and experience self. And sometimes this could be called source or soul, higher self, but we tap into this true nature of who we are, or we experience self. And this is so that we can let this light of bliss to shine through. It allows it to shine through our personality, through the qualities of how we experience life, how we express ourselves. And on the flip side, the ego, yeah, it may feel reactive or, you know, compliant or even complain here at times, but our true self, our true nature, that self is trying to bring us out to the light and really bring this creative expression from self. Now, if I sort of flip all of this and bring Ayurveda into this, Ayurveda offers us this guidance to strengthen the physical, the energetic, the mental and emotional, the intuitive wisdom. You can sort of think this is like stacking Russian dolls, but it allows us to tap into all of these, to release those old foundations, those old formations, until release them so that we can let the light of pure consciousness to shine through. We can allow the expression of ourself to shine through. And when, again, when I say self, I'm talking about that spirit of our, who we are, that true, true self, that true nature. And according to John Dulliard, the cause of all diseases, when the mind and the emotions overshadow the experience of the heart, I love that. 
I think that's beautiful. So you can think of this as that you're reacting to life through this filter of fear and anger rather than through ease and grace and love and compassion or even empathy here. And the purpose of all of this, this bringing Ayurveda, bringing the Shakti goddesses, bringing yoga and blending them together is to help us to balance. It's to help us to detoxify the body. It's to help us so that we feel less dense. It's to help us to regain the clarity of ourself. It's to help us to transcend and to move through to this liberation of self. It's there to allow us to choose love, to choose compassion over anger and fear. And that's not to say anger and fear are bad. Yes, sometimes we need that duality to show us maybe that deeper side of something that we need to look at, to bring in that self-inquiry, to be the observer, to tap into it. As I've said before, duality, all of these things are, are two sides of the same coin. They are there to teach us, to guide us, to allow us to grow, to evolve, but we have to tap into it first. But it's through these practices, it's through practicing Ayurveda, it's through practicing yoga, through actually getting in there and tapping and leaning into the Shakti goddesses that we can develop and move our selves through this through those cycles of creativity of sustaining and nurturing and dissolving that we can move these things through to either nurture something or to dissolve it and surrender it and from there the more we can welcome in happiness and increase our capacity to to those cycles to generate to create to sustain to surrender, release, and resolve, to dissolve, and to share this happiness, to share our true nature, to share ourself, and to express that out in the world. I love this piece. Joy is our creation. Joy is also something that we can sustain, and through joy, we can dissolve. We can surrender. We can release. And when we are really bringing in this radiant health, it brings us more joy. It brings us more bliss. Why? Because we're feeling good. And when we feel good, we're more adapt to share the very best of ourselves. We can express the very best of ourselves. It's this, I guess you could say it's this virtuous cycle. You feel good. You feel radiant. You bring more joy to the world. It's sort of like joy brings health and health brings joy. Now, I know sometimes you can think of joy being sort of the spontaneous, maybe this sudden experience and happiness is this more long lasting, maybe a stable state of mind. But for me, I see joy as something that is always there, is this bliss within and happiness is sort of like connected to the situation. So you're happy when, you're happy 
when this happens. You're happy when the, you get the promotion. You're happy when you buy the new car. You're happy when you don't have to work anymore. Or you're happy when you have this much money in the bank. But joy is always there. Joy is not necessarily connected to a circumstance or a situation. It can be this state that we are in, this state of our inner nature. It represents our true self. So with that being said, if bliss is our true nature, if joy is something that resonates with our true self, our true nature, there are things we can do to nurture it, to move it through, to express it, to allow it to radiate more. And it can be things like just being out in nature, listening to music. Maybe it's taking time off, but it all can start with us choosing, choosing what we are allowing to bring into our lives, choosing what we are allowing ourselves to be surrounded with, choosing what we're nurturing, choosing what we are creating, choosing what we are going to let go. So it's a choice. It always comes down. We always have choice. Choice is available to us if we want to move something through, if we actually see it as that, that it is our choice. So let's look at the other side of this. And that is, is that sometimes this time of year can make some of us feel very anxious, overwhelmed. And yeah, like this, this can be a busy time. And this is where choice comes in. Choice comes in when we choose to not get wrapped up in what society tells us that we need to do, but really listening to that intuitive wisdom to take in what nature is guiding us to do. And that is to rest. That is to take time for ourselves, whether it's through meditation, whether it's just through journaling, but it's about bringing in stillness, bringing in that silence to nurture ourselves. And when we do this, when we touch into this innermost spiritual center, when we touch into this true nature of who we are, this self, and I'm doing that with a capital S, we are more able to really tap into this bliss and joy. And the thing is, is that we can pass through this bliss field at any moment. We can know this unbounded awareness. We can experience self and let this light of bliss shine through at any time. We can allow it to radiate throughout our day. You can almost think of it like creating this bubble to help you through the day. You know, there's that great saying, being in this world, but not of it. So now not allowing the things that are going and surrounding you, going on, the uncertainty, the unrest, to drive us into this reactive and anxious state, not to create this opposition with others, to know that there are going to be difficult situations that come up that provoke anger and judgment and overwhelm, but knowing that the more we can do the work, the more that we can take a moment, be in that stillness, ask anger, why? You know, what is it that you're here to show me? Ask that fear. What do you have to show me? 
and then be able to move it through. And this is the beautiful part about the goddess Bhubanishvani is that, yes, she is this goddess that through her creates, sustains, and dissolves. And we have that within ourselves too. We can create, we can sustain, and we can dissolve. We can move things through. We can acknowledge them, ask the questions, do the self-inquiry, and move them through. And when we move them through, we can come back into this joy and bliss of self. We can come back to the soul. We can come back to our source. And not judging them, not holding ourselves to a higher standard in the fact that they're normal reactions. We are human. We still have to tap into our humanness within this divinity just as much as we are part of the earth. The earth is part of us. And she's here to nurture us, to evolve with us if we choose to do so. <laughs> you know, when I think about suffering, it seems to be more so when we get stuck in that place, stuck in maybe one of those emotions, stuck in judgment, anger, resentment. You know, the suffering comes when we don't do the work, when we don't tap in and lean in, do the self-inquiry, be the observer, acknowledge it. That's where the suffering comes from. And the relief then would be from finding this higher wisdom within it, finding this calm and centeredness, finding self, finding and exploring our true nature. You know, let's face it, without without feeling pressure, sometimes we may never take a moment to acknowledge some of these emotions. We, we may never actually take the time to sit in stillness, to do the self-inquiry, to the reflection. And then we get stuck if we don't do this. And the pressure is great because it allows us to really tap into this. And they're there to serve us. And then it comes back to that we can live every moment in bliss. Bliss in knowing that we are tapping into this greater wisdom, tapping into the the growth and the ability to adapt and evolve in a moment. It's not about an expectation. It's not about expectation of being in bliss and joy all the time. Can we choose to live in bliss? We can find bliss, but allowing ourselves to let go of the expectation to always be in bliss. And maybe this is where some of the the growing mental health issues come from. And I'm not saying that, you know, don't seek the help, seek the help, get the medication, whatever. But maybe part of this is linked in the fact that we are wanting to always be happy and blissful and joy. Yes, it's available to us and we get to choose it. But sometimes if we don't acknowledge those painful memories, those the painful emotions and we bypass it. It's almost like spiritually bypassing something. You don't actually get to do the work. And then there's confusion and lack of clarity and lack of clarity for me is always, I think something that robs us, robs me of my bliss, robs me of my joy, that confused state. 
It's very stagnated. It's frustrating. But when we can tap in and do the work, when we tap into at least acknowledge the emotions and ask the question, we can move it through. And moving something through is so much powerful, so much more powerful than not doing anything at all. I like this idea of quickly standing upright each time you're sort of knocked off your center to leave that reactive space more quickly, to be able to go inward, to go inward and again, ask those questions. You know, it's about listening to the guidance that allows us to strengthen our physical, our energetic, our mental and emotional, listening to that intuitive wisdom so that we can release those limitations, release old beliefs, releasing those old foundations that might be holding us back or those biased constructions of reality that sort of hold back in allowing the light of our pure consciousness to shine through. The bottom line here is we can welcome in happiness and joy and bliss. We can increase our capacities to create, to generate, to sustain and nurture, to dissolve and surrender, to release. And by doing that, we are able to share more of ourselves. And again, I'm talking about self that true nature of who we are. And the more we do this, it's like a daily practice. It's about practice. You don't get better. You don't get stronger. You don't, and better is the wrong word. You don't sort of grow and evolve without practice. It's about practicing. And yes, it's tough, but we can all do it. We can all tap into it. So it's not that we get hung up on negative or difficult stuff experiences we accept them it's part of reality it's part of the duality it's part of the two sides of the same coin but it comes into the awareness it comes into the acknowledgement it comes into those processes and to act on those experiences through self-inquiry through observing not stuffing them down and let's face it that never helps it's never helped i know it's never helped me So it allows us to cultivate and integrate more of those positive experiences. It's about us consciously choosing, choosing to do the work, consciously choosing to walk a different path, consciously choosing to welcome in the guidance of the goddesses, welcoming in your own wisdom within it's it's choosing it's consciously choosing different ways to do things and that might be bringing in more ayurveda you know getting your mat out helping moving something through one of the best ways to embody something is to move it through the body so whether it's through yoga or somatic practices moving it through moving it through that is huge And I'm going to finish this off by just bringing this back to the goddess that we are working with this month, which is Bhuvanishvini, you know, this goddess of space and infinite possibilities. And it's interesting that I, as we've done the work this month, that, that through offering more stillness, we are guided into this 
deeper cosmic web of all the potential that exists for us in a present moment. And it's also in that stillness that where we can see and feel and be, it's where our true self resides. It's about noticing the space between breath, noticing its rhythm, slowing down. And especially at this time of year, people, yes, slowing down, taking time, taking time for yourself to breathe deeply, to notice the space between breath, to notice the space when you move, to notice the space in thoughts and the emotions. Because when we make this space, when we create this space and give ourselves a space, it's where we can allow our highest self to shine through. And this is the work that we do each month within House of Shakti as we tap into an ind individual goddess. How can we move with her energetics, bring in her archetype, work through this and through the, what she guides and teaches us through? Because through all of them, we have these cycles of creation. We have these cycles of sustainability and we have these cycles of dissolving. And through all of them, we can move things through. We can come to this place of more liberation, of more freedom, of experiencing more of ourselves, our true nature. And it's all about honoring everything that makes us who we are, honoring those aspects, I guess you could say, of the Ayurvedic principles, honoring our doshas, honoring the seasons, honoring what's moving through in our space, honoring the energy that's moving through us, honoring the thoughts, the emotions, honoring movement itself. It's such a, an amazing path to walk on. So with that, I hope you'll join us in House of Shakti. We are... Looking forward to another great year as we finish off this year. And as we finish off with the goddess Bhuvanishvini this month. So with that, there's a couple different ways that you can get started. You can jump right into House of Shakti. I'll leave the link in the show notes. You can also follow me on Instagram. I have House of Shakti, the House of Shakti. Uh, and I'll leave the, again, those links to where you can follow and you can also sign up to receive a free sort of downloaded goddess wisdom every week, wisdom to inspire you for living well. And it's free it comes to your inbox every Wednesday. We call it weekly goddess wisdom. And I, again, I'll leave that also to that link for you to sign up for that if you choose to start with a free offering all right you can also take our free goddess quiz shakti goddess quiz so not only is it about connecting and looking at which goddess might be most potent for you right now that's most empowering you in the moment but also the cycles of whether it's creation, sustainability, or dissolving, and just seeing how they move through those as well in their duality, in the polarity of everything that is within us and within the goddesses themselves. So remember, there is the shadow side as well as the enlightened wisdom, intuitive side as all of this. And nothing is necessarily good or bad. 
all is one in this. All is about bringing this liberation to ourselves by understanding that, by knowing it and diving into it. Yes, diving into it. All right. So with that, I wish you all a very happy holiday season and however you celebrate and be safe, be kind, and always know that you are fabulous just as you are. All right. So with that, again, happy holidays. Have a fantastic day. Bye for now. Oh, 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 oh,